And that's how the theme song goes. Welcome back to the Constitution's Podcast. You didn't know this premier podcast for the website, cboscali.com. It's a website. Go there. I'm your host, Chad White. Uh, this is it. Okay, so I'm going to be very, very frank. This thing, uh, Adobe Audition, same issue I had last week's episode. It crashed on me again. Uh, Creative Cloud 2018 is not playing well or nicely right now with me. And uh, it's really pissing me off, quite frankly. But you know what? We're going to get through it. We're going to get through these next 20 or so minutes. Hopefully it's it is and uh, hopefully it this this all works in the same the same way it should work so please 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 adobe audition don't crash on me please please so what you missed in the first two times that i tried to record this was that i talked about the royal we uh, where, where that came from and uh, i found out that it came from its use of a plural pronoun or corresponding plural inflected verb forms to refer to a single person holding a high office, such as a sovereign monarch or a religious leader like the Pope. And then I also talked about, uh, that's when it crashed again the first time. And then the second time it crashed, uh, where I was trying to, create, to follow that recording with the, on the same audio file. It, what was I talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The second time I was talking about something. Oh, I was talking about effects. I was talking about how uh, the different effects uh, that I can do inside of audio uh, audition, Adobe audition right now. I can talk on the telephone. It can do a telephone effect. It can do all these different effects. So I think that's really neat. That being said, if this thing crashes again, I cannot be held accountable for what I say. So I pray God this thing works for me. Work for me, baby. Work for me. Okay, let's get, let's get with this. Let's get on. Um, I just returned God of War to the Red Box. I did not get a chance to beat it as I thought I was going to be able to this weekend. I don't know why I thought that because I had a full day of work for two days straight. And uh, so, but anyway, God of War is the latest iteration in the new God of War series. Uh, it's the fourth game, well, fourth of the main series. I think there's how many games are there? Let's see. I think that'd be a really good thing for me to look up right now uh, because, you know, uh, I want content, hashtag content for this uh, hashtag podcast content for, uh, for the podcast. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's see what series God of War. So this is the Wikipedia. Uh, it's really it's a really fun. I'll, I'll tell you about this uh, as I'm looking things up. God of War, the 2018 version uh, for the PS4 is really, really fun. It's 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 him. He's older. He's got a son. His wife has just died. And now he's trying to uh, just they're going on a mission to a mission. They're going on a journey to a find out why they were attacked at their home and B to scatter her ashes, his uh, the wife's ashes. And so uh, you, you go out, it's it kind of, uh, so I, a reviewer for, whoever reviewed it for IGN, I think it was either IGN or GameStop, uh, GameSpot, sorry, I knew what I was going to say. Uh, one of the, they like, they likened it to Breath of the Wild, but for, you know, PS4, it's God of War. Uh, I can see that, but I don't, I mean, they both, they're both about these strong characters and they take place in the wilderness, but breath of the breath of the wild is you can do anything. You can go anywhere you can see in that entire game. God of war is a lot more linear. It's like, it's a it's mass effect with uh, some breath of the wild elements is some RPG elements. Like you can dress, not dress up. You can add armor to Kratos. You can add runes and magic effects to his uh, battle axe. He also has a, instead of those uh, chains that he had on his wrists, which now he has, he's covering up the markings with um, 
tape or cloth that then they're very bloodied out and it's that's, I really like that detail this game looks really nice but I really like that detail where his wrists his forearms and wrists are covered up where his chains used to be uh, he used to fight with these long chains and, and throw <laughs> cleavers what were they at the end of those chains um uh, but instead now he has uh what is it uh uh an axe and I think the axe is great but I really 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 I love the show so much I'm so sorry <laughs> unreal is playing right now on my television and I don't need it to it's recording this is a season finale I've been watching all season uh so I'm trying to I try to change the channel <laughs> no big deal um but uh, anyway, what I was talking about, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot more linear. You can add, I mean, you can do some stuff to it, but they're, they're telling a story. Whereas for breath of the wild, you are your version of link and you can tackle anything in the way that you can. And you can also, like I said, you can go anywhere. And in this one, you're in God of war. You're just being led down a, a, a path and you guess you can revisit areas. It's like, it's well, they also likened it to the newest Tomb Raider uh, reboot and the the Rise of the Tomb Raider and the the one before it. I don't know what it's called. Um, Legend of the Tomb Raider. That's the first game. Tomb Raider Rises. Tomb Raider Begins. It's like Batman Begins, but for Tomb Raider. Anyway, uh, but so they have uh, so but but for for that for the Tomb Raider games again, that's a kind of a truncated version of Breath of the Wild. You can pretty much go anywhere in this forest and do all these things. I mean, even though it's still linear, they make it seem as if you can go anywhere in these forests and the mountains and the caves and the deserts and what have you. But for God of War, it's <laughs> so far from what I had seen. And I only, again, I only played maybe four to five hours, but it looks like you can go, <laughs> you go down a path and then you have a left, a straight and a right or a down or an up. And that's pretty much it. So I don't know. I, I get that, you know, it's it's very exciting to have this God of war thing and, and and to have it not be, uh, well, I mean the first, the first, all the other games, other six games, I believe there were, uh, they're very, they're very pointed. They're very linear. So it's basically a side scrolling game or, or it's a beat em up with uh, straight at a, a to B, a and B for the, whatever it is for the game, a to B. Um, so I, I, I mean, I get that this is a little bit more freedom, but it's kind of, you're really stretching it by, by comparing it to breath of the wild. Uh, but anyway, God, it's a really fun game and I'm really enjoying myself. Now let's get to how many other games there were. So first era, Greek mythology, second era, Norse. Oh, this, this game takes place in the North mythology, Norse mythology. What are the games? I just need a list of the games. I don't understand why you can't just give me a list of the games. How many games were there in the series? Wikipedia. I really, it would just make sense. Okay. Uh, well, they were on every PlayStation console starting with the PS2. That's crazy. All right. In addition, uh, in addition to the individual games, two collections featuring Master Versions, God of War collection, and PSP. Nope. All right. Um, there were, so I know there are three. So God of War, God of War 2, God of War 3 comprised trilogy. And then uh, there's Ascension, a prequel to the entire series. Uh, and then Chains of Olympus, Ghost of Sparta for PSP, Betrayal for the, oh my gosh, there was a phone version of these games? Ew, oh yeah, that looks disgusting. So that's God of War Betrayal, and then God of War 2018. I really like it. They're, they said that they weren't going to do any DLC, 
who was it? Who does this? Sony Santa Monica. They said they weren't going to do any uh, DLC yet. Santa Monica. So, I mean, that's that sucks. But I mean, it is a twenty at max twenty five hour game, and for me, that that add on about seven hours because it takes me a very long time to finish games. Speaking of finishing games, I just finished uh, Firewatch. And it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, that game is, uh, love it, love it or hate it kind of game there. So I'll explain it. Firewatch is a game. Oh, good Lord. I clicked on the wrong thing. Firewatch is a game that it's a, it's one of those, it's a, um, first person mystery adventure game is what Wikipedia tells me what it is. There's a, and there's, those have become very popular within the past few years. So that's cool. They have like the, the, um, something of Eden, Eden Finch, Edith Finch. Um, let's all go to the rapture, uh, gone home. I think gone home really sparked the, we can tell a story first person mystery game and not have it be about killing. So essentially what it is, is just, you it's a it's a point and click it's a sophisticated point and click game you know where you're interact where you're the you're playing the character and you're trying to figure out the mystery or solve whatever that's what mysteries are you figure it out solve it <laughs> and so this one this particular one firewatch takes place in 1989 and uh the following the yellowstone fires of 1988 <laughs> i'm just reading what it was on wikipedia and you're playing a character named henry and he's played by old dude from uh, uh what's it called uh, uh chimney christmas Mad Men, my favorite show of all time no, it's one of my favorite shows. Not not my favorite show of all time. What is his name? Um, he was Harry Crane, and he plays a guy named Henry. Uh, his name is oh, good, Rich Summer. <laughs> I can't believe that's embarrassing. I listened to his uh, what's it called? This board game podcast. I just, I listen to his, everything he he does. I do. I watch everything he does. I feel bad. Anyway. So he goes to leave. Um, he he joins Firewatch to fire. What a Firewatch is? It's uh, you're you're you're. He's a ranger. You're a ranger, and you go into a forest, and you have to live there for an entire summer. You spend 70, 80 days in there for the summer, and he goes there to escape his. Uh, spoiler: This game is four years old, so two years old. It's two years. Old, I can't count. It's two years old. So if you didn't play it, then this is your fault. And it's only five hours long. So if you want to go play it, go play it. If you're still listening to this, and I I guarantee five. Of you are five of you of the 20 something subscribers five of you are uh then you know you're lost anyway so uh it's a so the so he his name is henry and he goes to he joins firewatch to escape his his wife is getting uh early onset alzheimer's i believe is what it is and uh, he goes there to escape uh you there's only there's a there's one other character and her name is Delilah and she is miles and miles and miles away in her tower. Uh, you guys communicate via walkie talkie and then you choose the dialogue options uh, to when you have uh, conversations with her. It's really cool. I really like it a lot. Uh, at some point, the story takes a turn into like a murder mystery. And then uh, you eventually you find out that the, uh, this kid who was I wouldn't say mention in passing, but given how I play, this is how I play video games. I buy a video game and then I play it like for one day for like two hours, just to just two hours. That's not a lot for a video game play for like two hours. And then 
so I, I get busy and then I have to put it down for months and months at a time <laughs> for Firewatch. I really wanted to play this game. Ooh, should not. Boy, it got really hot. I really wanted to play this game so, so badly uh, for the past, I would say, two years, since, ever since it came out. Uh, but I just, I, I just could, I couldn't do it. And then I finally get the game. I buy it like, I would say like two or three months ago, and I'm slowly chipping away at it until this past uh, Thursday when I finally beat it. But it, it's, really, it's really sad how I play. That's a five-hour game, and I could have beaten that in one sitting. Instead, I chose to piecemeal it out. I mean, I, I, I love I love withholding good things that happen to me. Um, so anyway, so the kid so the kid dying essentially feels like it was maybe mentioned within the first hour. Uh, and so this kid's dead and you find the one there's a point in the game very close in. Maybe you're maybe uh, 15 minutes away from the end uh, and the fires are creeping up on the the. Um, your your fire watch your your mountain pass and you're about to be evacuated but you decide to go in this cave one last time to to see what's down there and you and you find the body of a young boy and uh he's been there for a, i think for an entire year and there's there's a point where you're walking through the cave this is a this is a pretty cheery game and you know until it gets to the alzheimer's and death and all that stuff uh and then you get to this you, you when you see this thing the game says uh, figure and and I'm thinking oh it's you know it's a dog or something and then it says body and the music immediately switches and the tone gets somber and you and Henry goes oh my gosh oh Delilah oh I, well you can't even tell her because you don't get radio signal down there and then and you just hear the music swell up and he goes poor kid your equipment broken you fell down and and then you just see the body the body's laying there you see the skeleton and it's uh, it's pretty eerie pretty scary and then you get up what's well, not scary but you know sad then you get back up and you have to tell delilah who was basically this kid's um i don't want to say provider i want to say men, not mentor but she was his, she was his friend and um and he and she, finding out he he died just ruins her character for the rest of the game she you're and then i mean obviously henry is a guy who's not really looking for love but he falls in love with delilah because he spends 70 uh so some odd days talking to her straight and um and he tells her about I mean, you can you can you can not tell her about his wife, but I chose to tell her uh, because I wanted to be straightforward because I'm trying to land Delilah <laughs> and, and I did not land her. Uh, I don't think you can. Uh, I think that's the story they want to tell. But I think it's really good. I, I thought it was a very fine game. Some people didn't like the story where it ended up. But, you know, whatever you wanted there to be ghosts. This is a, it's not a game about ghosts. And that's the story of Firewatch. It is on every single console now. It's going to be on the Switch later this year, but I beat it on the PlayStation 4. Did I? Yeah. PlayStation. See, I, this is, that's another issue of owning all the consoles. You don't know what you're, what you own where. Like I just rebought Skyrim. It was on sale for $20. So please, it's usually 40 or 60, one of those, but I'm not, I'm not going to spend full price on a game I had on my 360, you know? There's going to be a movie about it in September 2016. It was announced that Campo Santo was partnering with production company Good Universe to adapt the game into a feature film. Well, I mean, now that I know the ending of the game. Oh, they did the Disaster Artist. The, uh, they're partnering with Good Universe. Good Universe did. Oh, The House. I love The House. Oh, I've talked about it so much. I love it so much. The Disaster Artist, Blockers, Extinction, Ibiza. That's coming out on Netflix. Um, 
Jillian Jacobs is in that game. That <laughs> that movie. Uh, or Gillian G- Jacobs and uh, Vanessa Bayer and Phoebe Robinson. Yeah, I love all three of those women. Phoebe was just on Comedy Bang Bang today, the day that I'm recording this. I can't wait. That's like, I don't watch a lot of things when they uh, start streaming instantly, but oh, Good Universe also did the Neighbors movies. <laughs> oh, man. I really, <laughs> I really like that movie, those movies. And the night before. Oh, my gosh. Oh, good universe is uh, truly good universe. Okay. Let's move on to the next thing. I uh, Oh, I just finished the movie Landline. Uh, Landline is a movie starring Jenny Slate, John Turturro, uh, who else? Edie Falco and, uh, oh my God, Jay Duplass and a small child woman that I did not know. It's a woman named Abby Quinn. <laughs> We're probably the same age. I just said small child woman. Um, uh, That movie is, it was an indie film, of course, and it was released by Amazon. It was an Amazon movie, which is really cool. Uh, Amazon's got some good movies. I mean, it's not, I can't say that that much about, uh, (laughs) what's it called? That much about uh, Netflix, but Amazon's got some good movies. Hulu, they produced one movie, I believe. I think it was that Beatles documentary from Ron Howard. They produced that, so... Good for them. <laughs> but Landline is about a it uh, takes place in 1995. It's about this uh, family who uh, the, the younger daughter finds out that John Turturro is cheating on um, Edie Falco. And then uh, that causes a rift inside the family. And then uh, what's called Jenny Slate cheats on her fiance, who is Jay Duplass. And then she ends up spending her time with her family and stuff like that. And uh, one of the relationships works out and one of them doesn't. And it's a fine movie. It's very funny. It's very, it wasn't as sad as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a sad movie. Uh, Gillian Robespierre directed that film. Or Gillian, I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, she, she also did Obvious Child, which is the movie that Jenny Slate starred in, which is another fantastic film. It's about abortion. So if you have issues with that, then suck it up. <laughs> Uh, obvious child is very fun, but, uh, yeah, I really like that movie. And I, it reminded me a lot of, obviously lady bird came out after it, but there's these female directed films that are ex not expertly written that are written very well, uh, that really stand out, uh, as opposed to, you know, these, these other high profile comedies that don't really like for blockers. I really, who wrote Blockers? Oh, well, I, I can really remember everything that uh, Kay Cannon did in the movie. She didn't write it, but she directed it. And I can remember everything that she did in the movie uh, well. And then there's, you know, something like, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, American Pie. American Pie. I don't think American Pie will stand a test of time, but Blockers probably would. And I think this is what I've been thinking about for the past, <laughs> for a very long time. The uh, A lot of the stuff in the early 2000s will not not translate um not age well i think a lot of stuff in the early 2000s there's a lot of stuff in the 80s and 90s that really that you could that can stand the test of time but there's some stuff there's a lot a lot a lot of stuff in the early 2000s that will just not like music there's a lot of music that will just not age well 80s i listen to 80s music i can i can stand it today 70s i can stand 70s music but if i but i swear to god you play some nsync or some backstreet boy like the wrong song it'll just ruin it also there's a lot of uh 
Michael Jackson I can't listen to because when you're young, when you're in elementary school and you're at like a school function, that's all they play is Michael Jackson. Like I can't, I couldn't listen to different band. I had a tiger. I couldn't listen to I had a tiger until I, I get, I genuinely mean this. I could not listen to that song until after college because I had a tiger you know, you're at these field days, you're in, you're in the, you're at school in the gym and stuff, uh, playing games and all with Jimmy Pardo. And all you hear is that's a podcast reference that no one's going to get. Um, and all you hear is eye of the tiger or, uh, a beat it at a, at a school dance. I can't do it. I cannot do it. There's a lot of Prince songs I can't listen to because that's all you hear. I mean, cause, cause they was just so not evergreen. Um, they were just so innocent to play. <laughs> I say that about those two guys. Uh, they were just so innocent to play <laughs> at a uh, school dance, school functions, you know, and I, the tiger is just so innocent. It's just a, it's a song you can just get pumped up to. And I have a Rocky playlist and I still can't, I can barely listen to it because <laughs> of that song. It's still a lot of good stuff on there, but that's landline. Jenny Slate, Edie Falco, Abby Quinn, John Turturro, J Duplass, Finn Wittrock. Oh, he was the guy that Jenny slept with. Cheated on. What's in there? He was in uh, La La Land. Yeah. He was Greg in La La Land. Oh. And Noah. He was in that movie Noah, which I have yet to see. I want to see Noah. It's the it's that movie uh, about the Bible. It's an epic biblical drama film with uh, Russell Crowe. I have yet to see that. It's it's on IMAX. I'm not IMAX. Jimmy Christmas. I really will get a page. It's on FX every so often, and I miss it every single time. I've been trying to see that movie for four years now. And my watch. I don't care if it's good or bad. I just want to see it because I think it looks cool. And there, are, like the the movie, uh, the Perfect Storm. I thought I when I I got that movie for free via uh, signing up my uh, what is it called. I got that movie for free by signing up my ultraviolet, my ultraviolet, uh, they don't do this anymore. Ultraviolet account where you can, before they had Disney movies anywhere a couple of months ago, they had ultraviolet, which was essentially with every Blu-ray you got or DVD, you could, uh, you just get, that's how you get the digital copy of your movie. So I got that movie for free by logging up my hitting up my account and I got uh, perfect storm and I want it. I'd never watched it. Uh, I, I, this is when I cared about reviews and stuff. And now I just, I don't care. I'll watch anything. Like I want to see, I feel pretty tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see what happens. It's a one forty showing and that movie's almost two hours. I don't want to, I don't want to drive in traffic at four o'clock. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, even though I live five minutes away from the theater, uh, and it'll only be a five dollar, you know, maybe, maybe I'll see it. Uh, I hope I'm the only one in there. I was the only person in there for last week. What did I go see last week? Isle of Dogs. I was not the only person in there. I went to see Isle of Dogs and there were like 50 people. In there. <laughs> no, there were, there was a couple of mom and her son and then two other people. So that's six people plus me. So seven. Uh, and <laughs> I walked in there just as the opening credits were going on. I, I, I got there so late just as the credits were coming on. And, uh, I, and I almost sat next to this one guy who, and then I was like, Nope, I got up and I moved up one row. And, uh, I like this on the exit aisle because a, I don't like to be near people. I don't want to sit in the middle. I don't want to sit in the middle. We don't have to sit in the middle. I don't want to, I don't want to hear people talking. Uh, and then halfway through the movie, this child, it's it's Tuesday. It's one one thirty on a Tuesday. This child needs to be in school. 
That child, it was a some little fat kid. I'm gonna say that. Don't listen to this show. I can, I can call him a little fat kid. A little fat kid was sitting there talking, asking, "What did the dog say?" Like, <laughs> what did the what? Why did, what language are they speaking? Oh, Jiminy Christmas! And they they cursed that movie. That movie's PG thirteen. I I would not take a child. I think that kid probably seemed like he was three or four. So I would not have taken him. At most, he was five. I would not have taken him, maybe six. I would not have taken him to see that movie. I don't care if it's claymation or not. That being said, uh, my children, if I ever do decide to have children, I will show them uh, Back to the Future, <laughs> The Dark Knight. I'm just reading things I have. Alien, I'll show them all that at an early age. Because I saw it at an early age, and I'm not screwed up. I mean, not partially. <laughs> not partially. Not partially. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Let's go on to this. Uh, this next thing I want to talk about. So I was reading. I was doing my daily readings today. <laughs> I was doing my daily readings today, and uh, I was scrolling through the Atlantic trying to find. Because uh, you know I'm a smart boy, and I just want to <laughs> be. Okay, I'm done. All right, I was doing my daily reading, and I was. <laughs> I actually got something daily reading, and I found this article on the Atlantic. I love the Atlantic. It's a great website. Uh, it feels like a sophisticated version of, of Vice. It, it really does because they have these sensational headlines just as Vice does, but it, they're all, the, every single article is so smartly written versus where Vice is, uh, they, they curse and stuff in there. And I just think that there's a level of uh, authenticity, not authenticity. What's the word I'm looking for? Is it authenticity? There's a level of professionalism that should come with you being one of the biggest news outlets in the world. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see a curse word on, uh, if it out of context, I wouldn't want to see an out, uh, out of place. I'm sorry. I wouldn't want to see an out of place curse word on, uh, the New York times or wall street journal. I mean, if it, if it can help the story, then, uh, then I'm all for it. But if it doesn't, don't do it. You know, <laughs> I hate to quote Bill Cosby. <laughs> Actually, I think I think Seinfeld. Whoa. Oh, my God. Did Google just activate? OK, uh, it did. I just heard my phone. I some. Anyway, anyway I, hate, I hate to quote Bill Cosby, but I think I'm pretty sure um, Jerry Seinfeld did this as well. Uh, and I, I'll also, I believe Nate Bargatze and I think uh, even Mike Birbiglia, if they they find. <laughs> I started off the sense with I started off this example with Bill Cosby, so I don't really feel I don't feel like I, I have any credibility here. But they found that uh, if you can if you can uh, if you can say your joke without cursing, if you can do a, a joke in your set without cursing, then take out the curse word. You know, if you have a curse word in there and it's funny, even without the curse word, take out the curse word. I'm butchering it, but that's generally how that's uh, usually how it goes. Um, anyway. Let me do this so I can hang up and stop this stupid show. <laughs> so uh, there's an article called When Beauty is a Troll, uh, written by Megan Garber. Uh, her subhead is the peppy mixed messaging of I Feel Pretty is only the latest reminder. American culture doesn't fully know how uh, know what it's talking about when it talks about attractiveness. So. I feel pretty. Amy Schumer is a woman who hits her head when she's in cycling class and she wakes up and she believes she's skinny and she's beautiful uh, versus, you know, how she's not skinny and beautiful. I mean, I, I mean, you know, 
Anyway, but in the article, uh, Megan is talking about, she starts it off with an example about fat Monica from friends, how she's, uh, she's a, she's, she's different from regular Monica. Uh, fat Monica is a little bit more chipper. She does awkward movements, uh, quick jerky, awkward movements. Her voice is higher. Uh, she giggles a lot uncomfortably and all that stuff. But then, uh, regular Monica is a uh, type a, she's a uh, very assertive and all this stuff. And, uh, and then she goes on to talk about how there's always, there's all these versions of these fat characters or, you know, quote unquote fat loser characters that are just, uh, that don't know how to be themselves until they get, you know, uh, America's version of pretty. And it's, it's a decent article that, uh, really, that really does toe the line between what is, what we believe is pretty and what is actually pretty which she doesn't really uh, state what is actually pretty because no one knows what that is because we still don't know because no one knows um but i f- there's a lot of there's a lot of language in the in the article especially when it gets to talking about shallow how which i feel pretty really mimics uh in terms of thesis is that is uh that uh the what she's saying is, you know, that the the movie is shallow. It's not really. It's not putting out a good message for uh, people who uh, don't believe that they think that they're pretty. I'm re- I'm really ruining this. You guys should really read this. All of all uh, three of you there to listen to this. Uh, but the one of her things that she re- writes is, uh, but film is a visual medium and I feel pretty can't find a way in the end, nor does it seem for all its ambitions to have looked terribly hard to offer a critique of the impossible beauty standards that doesn't also capitulate to the impossible beauty standards. So, I mean, essentially what she's saying is that, uh, you can't escape, uh, you know, friends ended all that long ago, but the idea of fat Monica remains that the, the ugly friend, uh, fat Schmidt on new girl, uh, American housewife. (laughs) This is really, I, I, throughout the entire article, I kind of wavered back and forth on agreeing and disagreeing with her, but like an American housewife, the first episode, uh, Katie Nixon's character, Katie Mixon, sorry, Katie Mixon's character. All she did was make, you know, jokes about herself. And that's, that's, uh, that mean not all she did. Uh, but that's, that's what the script uh, seemed like. And that's how I reviewed it as well. But then you have something like master of none when Dev and Rachel engage in a joking discussion about the most polite thing to call a fat person, you know, stuff like that. But so, or, or uh, how much your mother when uh, Barney was put in a fat suit for however long, whenever Robin broke up with him. So all in that, all that article is saying is that it's uh, difficult that America still doesn't know how to talk about beauty standards and uh, why there should be beauty standards or why there shouldn't be beauty standards and how I feel pretty kind of uh, deteriorates the argument of we should always feel pretty no matter what, because it's, uh, yeah, that's all I got. I'm tired. So, so tired. Very long weekend. Very long. I got, I got things to do like watch a zombie. Watch a zombie. <laughs> all right. That's all the news I got for you. Uh, that's all the news I got for you. Okay. So guess what? This is the end of the podcast. Uh, if you like this, you can always go to the website, seaplesscomedy.com where we got the latest news reviews, features, interviews, and other good comedy bits. Well, you know what? I haven't done a lot of that stuff, um, but a lot of good uh, news reviews, features, interviews, and all the good comments along I can with. You can follow us on Twitter at Simples Comedy. Follow me on Twitter at Shabak White. Like us on Facebook. Uh, uh, go to the webpage, youtube.com slash Comedy. And guess what? 
there's a new episode of uh, News Time this week. News Time is a premiere uh, TV show on youtube.com slash It is, uh, and uh, it's, uh, uh, it's great. I like it a lot. And this week's episode is about, I'm sorry, I was reading a tweet. I'm going to be really honest. Um, this week's episode is about TRL coming back and MTV. Actually, they rebooted TRL this past fall. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> they put they put that one on hiatus. Then they they said, all right, we'll bring it back in the summer. Don't worry. Then uh, a couple of weeks ago, they said, just kidding. We're bringing it back this month. <laughs> and, and we're also going to split it up three ways. So they have an AM version, a morning uh, show, an afternoon show and a late night show. The morning show I assume is going to be like to the today show, but MTV, uh, eyes. And then the late night version is obviously going to be like a late night show. And then the afternoon version is still the afternoon show, but, uh, they have all these new, uh, co-anchors and correspondents and they're all young kids that I don't know, but they all, these, these kids have like five, 10 million followers. And that's amazing. I, that's, that's insane. I don't even know these people, but that's incredible. Um, so, uh, they got, uh, yeah, you know, it's all that stuff. It's, and it's great. And so I just explained how, how they, how they decided to bring it back and, uh, not why, I don't know why they decided to bring it back, but anyway, anyway. Okay. So, there we go. That's all. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> <laughs>